Good evening, Rabbi Sai. We have an anonymous sponsor for tonight's shear, and the shear is sponsored by this anonymous sponsor, the Chvaydish Chaydish, and as a schus for the Menadavas Meshkochi Yerotzen, that the schus of our learning should be a schus, Shiyam Loyal Azari, Lazara Azari, Shalay Tomash Atomi Pivimpi Zari, and Shibin Zbarak Machomil the Mater. The schus of our learning should also be a schus for Shalayim and for Miriam Bailab Asacham, the Sayyid Shar, Chayle Yisrael. So we're beginning tonight Shmuel Beis, which we know that from a Torah standpoint, there really is no such thing as Shmuel Beis. It's all one big safer of Shmuel, but we really are going to be changing focus now, which is why those that split it, split it, because we're now going to turn to focus on Dovra Melech as the Melech and the Melucha of David and everything that takes place to David while he is the king. So this is going to be the beginning of the process of David becoming Melech. And we're going to begin, though, with David's response to discovering that Shaul was killed in battle, that Kali Yisrael lost the battle. And we just have to keep in mind that, you know, we have the advantage of knowing both sides of the story. We know that there was a Navua from Shmuel Hanavi that Shaul would die in battle. We know that Shmuel Hanavi had told him a Navua that Kali Yisrael would lose the battle. And we went into the battle with a certain set of expectations. But we have to imagine the Dabr HaMelech, who had been used to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, giving tremendous siyata de Shemaya to Shol, to defeat the Pelishtim wherever they attacked, that Dabr HaMelech must, who was not HaMelech then, David must have assumed that Chali Shol would win the war. In fact, David was prepared to be an enemy to the Pelishtim from their rear, attacking from the back until he got sent away from the battle. And David came home, he discovered his own personal tragedy, his town had been set ablaze, everything had been stolen by the Amalekim, he chased after the Amalekim, he was Matzliach, he got everything back, including a tremendous amount of riches. And through all of this, David must have assumed that Klal Yisrael, as is usual, HaKadosh Baruch Hu helped them, and they defeated the Pulishtim. That's what David <coughs> probably was assuming. So the Pasuk tells us, Vayhi achrei mois shol, David doesn't know that it's Achim Shaul. So the story takes place after Shaul was Nifter. And we already had the story. So last week, what happened to Shaul's body, how the Malachim hung it up on the wall, and then the people of Yavish Gilad or Moise Nefesh and Hakar Sataiv to Shaul, and they took the body and they buried it. But David knows none of this. David comes back from destroying the Amalekim capturing all this booty, and David goes back to Tziklag, and he's there for two days. He knows nothing of what's going on. It's the third day that David is back from his personal battle, resting from his personal battle. A fellow tracks David down. He coming, he's coming from the Machina, from the battlefield, from Shoal. The god of Kruim, his clothing is ripped. He has earth on his head. Clearly, in a sign of mourning. He arrives at David. He bows down, he falls face flat, and bows to David. Now, you just pay a little attention to what's going on over here. Why is this fellow bowing down to David? David's not his king. David wasn't yet the king over Kali Yisrael. David's not even in Eretz Yisrael. Why is he tracking David down? 
So it's very obvious that this fellow is trying to get himself into David's good favor. He knows that David's been chased by Shaul, and he figures that David's going to be very excited to hear the news that the enemy who's been chasing him for so long and preventing him from living in Eretz Yisrael and everything, right? And David said, you chase me away, Ki'ilu, I don't have HaKadosh Baruch Hu, chase me away from the Nachlas Hashem. David's going to be overjoyed. So he purposely sought out David to tell him the news, and not only did he seek out David to tell him the news, but he is giving David some flattery. He bows down to David. David's not his king. Why is he bowing down to David? Now, who was this fellow? So, Rashi here tells us, Yesh b'psikta shezed doyeg. Doyeg ha'adoymi. The one who did not like David from the very beginning and said Lashon Horror about David. The one whose idea it was to kill out Noiv Ir ha'kehanim. That the same, very same doyeg is the fellow who appears in this story. And there is such a chazal. It does not stim very well with the story. It also doesn't stim very well with the words. And it doesn't stim very well with other chazals. And Rashi says, Rashi says, It doesn't really sound that way. But we will see some, uh, some raid. As Hashem, certain, some of the psukim explained that maybe this was doig. So keep in mind this possibility. But Pashat will see that this was not... Not only was it not Daig, it was not a very uh of a person at all. So David turns to this fellow, David, Amy's the top you. You know, he, well, he's not expecting a fellow to come with outward signs of mourning, rips the godam, earth on his head. So where are you coming from? I escaped from the battlefield, from the Yisrael's camp. David. So David tells him, My David's obviously quite concerned, you know, the, the fellow doesn't look triumphant, and he's definitely not here to say good news, so David wants to know, what happened? So this fellow tells David, Kal Yisrael ran away. Now if you notice, he says it, he starts off with, he, he breaks the news gently. First he tells him, Kal Yisrael ran away, they lost the battle, they ran away. They got harbing Nofam and Aom, and a lot of Yidin were killed. And not only that, Vayimusu, they got Shol, the Yonus, and Benoi Mesu. And not only did many members of Kali Yisrael die, but Shol, the Melech, and Yonus, and his oldest son, they were both Nifter as well. This is a terrible blow to David. Here's Kali Yisrael lost the battle. His closest friend, Yonus, was killed. That's interesting. Some of the Mepharshim say not only was he telling him in a Seder Hadvarim to break the news slowly, but there's also another Nakud over here. He's explaining to him what happened. This is exactly the Seder Hadvarim. The first step is Klaisel ran away. And the Gemara says, the, the beginning of a downfall in battles, he ran away. Klaisel ran away. Once they started running, then they got Harbi Nafal and Amba Yamusa. Many members of Klaisel fell and were killed. And once Klaisel was killed, so what happened next is we got Mashal So once the army is killed out, then Shaul himself can no longer defend himself alone, and he also was killed. So David wants to know right away, you know, is this story true? How do I know? So Vayemer David El Hanar Hamagedloi Ech Yodata Kimei Shaul. How do you know that Shaul was dead? And, and, you know, so you know Klai so lost. So you, you heard you heard reports. How do you know? The Yenis of the Yenis was also killed. How, how do you know Shaul and Yenis were killed? And David is shocked. 
The great warriors, Shol and Yonis, and who could possibly kill these great warriors? So this Nar, this sounds like a young man who's telling him, which again doesn't really make it sound like it was Doig. I happen to be in Haragulboya, which Haragulboya is the place on which that was where Shoal's last stand on a mountaintop, and Shoal died in Haragulboya. So he says, I happen to be in Haragulboya, which means I wasn't part of the battle, I wasn't fighting on either side of the battle, and I happen to be walking along, which is an interesting place to be. And the Hine Shoal Nishan Al Khanisoi, Shoal was leaning on his spear. And he was surrounded and he was being approached by the chariots, the, the, the cavalry soldiers. They were getting closer. Shoal was panicked. He wasn't quite dead yet. He was leaning on a spear. Now, what does it mean he was leaning on a spear? So some of Farshim say it means that he literally, this is the spear that he impaled himself on trying to kill himself. And he was leaning on the spear because he hadn't managed to kill himself, and he was trying to put pressure to cause the spear to go in deeper, to kill himself. Others say that he had fallen, the Pusik said he fell on his sword, and he hadn't managed to, he, you know, he gave himself quite a wound, but it wasn't quite deadly, and he was leaning just so he shouldn't fall over on his spear. And he was, in his death throes, he didn't have strength to do any further damage himself, but he, he felt that there was a danger that the pollution would still catch him alive. Now, if you remember from before Pesach, there's a little bit of a problem here at the story because the Pasik over there, what did it say? It says, He tells his, 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 uh, his shield bearer to take your sword and kill me. Because I don't want to be killed by the Plishtim Arelim. He's Halubi. And his nice Kalim was afraid, he didn't want to touch the Mashiach Hashem. So what does it say? Shol fell on his own sword. And the next passage, The nice Kalim saw that Shol was dead. So it sounds very much like the Pesukim in the last, last parak that Shol was dead from his own self-inflicted wound. Here we have a different story. This fellow says that Shoal managed to give himself a mortal wound, but he wasn't quite dead. And he's sitting there, the enemy is approaching, he's panicked, he doesn't know what to do. And suddenly this young fellow comes along. And I came behind him, and he, he sees that uh, that Shoal sees that this fellow, he doesn't, he's not part of he's not one, it, he doesn't look like a soldier, he's not there to fight. He called me over and I said, Here I am. And he tells me, Miata, who are you? What are you doing here in the middle of the battlefield? He doesn't have arms, he doesn't have weapons. What are you doing here? And I told him, I'm a Amaleki, I'm not part of this battle. That's, you know, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a Plishti, I'm not a Jew. This is not my battle. I happen to be you know, traveling over Hargulboya. I bumped into you. Now, According to the Pshat, that this is Doig, so the Mepharshim say that what does he mean when he says, love, So if this is Doig, this is Shoal's, one of Shoal's closest advisors. Shoal sees him and asks him that, Miata, he asks him, What's going on here? Why did this come on to me? Why am I lying here dead? 
And Doig answered him, because Amalek, because of what happened by Amalek, that you didn't wipe out Amalek, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu now is punishing you for that. Which is a little bit interesting, because I'll also say that maybe Doig was involved in that plan and convinced him not to kill Amalekim. But according to that, so that's the answer Amalekim. It means, and the, the, the Pashas HaPesukim is that this fellow says, I'm an Amalekim, I'm not part of this battle, that's why I'm not armed, I'm not a fighter, I'm just walking by. <coughs> oh. Now, the Radak here says that that's ukri v'oymar. So, it says v'yoymer elov, or it says v'oymar elov. Did someone tell Shoal, or did Shoal, or did this person sell himself? So, so the Radak says, the reason is for this creating sieve, is that someone else had to say it because uh, this fellow wouldn't want to identify himself as Amaleki to the person who wiped out Amalek, which is Shoal. So, Vayemer Li, Shoal, here's who I am, and he tells me, I'm sorry, Vayemer Eli, and he tells me, Amod no Olai, stand over me, Umoisiseni, and kill me, Kiochazasani Hashovetz, because I am gripped. With most of the Farshim understand the word Hashavetz is my death throes, my death shudder, as already feels he's geisesing. But still, I feel a little bit of my nefesh is still there. And he wants to be killed because he's worried that the pollution will catch him alive. Others understand it's interesting. Your bag has an interesting chat. He says, Ki Hashavetz is referring to the Shavetz as his armor. He says that I have a problem. He tried falling on a sword to kill himself, but his armor, he had reinforced armor. The armor caught the sword, and that was preventing him from giving himself a sufficiently deadly wound. And he says, and that's why I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm pretty badly wounded, but I'm not going to die yet, and I need you to help me. So, he, Shaul tells him, listen, I'm worried. I don't want to, we know the whole point is he's worried the police are going to capture him. It's going to be tremendous Hashem. They'll make tremendous chayzik out of him and the him and torture him, says, please stand over me and kill me. So this fellow says, I stood over him, and I killed him, and the fellow gives himself, he doesn't want to sound like a bad guy, he says, I saw that he is mortally wounded. And he says, and then, to, you know, I, I wanted to protect the honor of the king, and I want to prove it, so I took the crown off of his head, and the armband, piece of jewelry on his arm, and I brought them to my master here. So very clearly he's trying to ingratiate himself with David. He's saying, you know, I realize you're the next king, so I'm bringing you the crown. I got the crown from the old king, I brought it to you, and he's expecting a greater reward. Now, Agav, what is this uh, crown on his head and his armband that shall go to battle with wearing his royal jewelry so, Pasha Pshat, the Mepharshim say, yeah, that the Melech, the Derech HaMelech, was that the Melechim went to battle wearing their uh, royal, you know, royal, his, his crown and his royal armband, golden armband. But if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, that Tzo'oda, Asher al-Zeroyoi, v'toytafta al-Dar, he brings from the Targum, refers to his tefillin, the crown, what's the crown of a Yid, the crown on a Yid's head? Is it tefillin shabiroish and the crown and 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 the etzod al shol zeroya is uh, is it tefillin tefillin shliad? So he took shol tefillin. He brought them to David.
So David now knows for a fact that this is true. He sees, he has first-hand evidence. His fellow has, the, whether it's the royal jewelry or he has the personal tefillin of Shaul HaMelech, but obviously the story is true. He says the only way he could have gotten them if Shaul is dead. And he now reacts. Now, just before we go right there, there is somewhat of Machleikas Rishonim how to, appreci- how to understand this story. Because like I pointed out before, there is a steer. The end of Sefer Shmuel, Aleph, it sounded like, last parak, it sounded like Shol succeeded in killing himself. And over here, it sounds like someone else killed him. So some learn that, when it says over there that Shol died, it's Lavdafka, and really, this story is a true story. Over there, he tried killing himself, but he wasn't quite successful. But others understand that this fellow totally made up the story. Baloney. He got there, Shol was already dead. And he took the crown, and he thought that David will be so appreciative that he's the one who killed David's enemy that he'll get a special reward. So he made up this whole baloney story, but really, Shaul really was nifter already at his own hand by falling on a sword, and this fellow, all he did is manage to take the things off of the body. He got there, he was an opportunist, and he claimed, took credit for killing David's enemy. So he thinks now he's about to get you know, the Congressional Medal of Honor. Lemaisa, David reacts... The exact opposite. And, and we can imagine, just, just, just try to be megasm in our minds, try to have a little bit of an idea, what does it mean, the emotions David is going through. David has just had this tremendous victory against Amalekim, he got back his whole family, Mamash, Maisa, Nisim, that no one had been harmed, they hadn't been honest any of the ladies, tremendous Maisa, Nisim, and Akadosh Baruch Hu benched with tremendous financial success, he was able to send Matanas to all the other Ori Yehuda, and from that high, he finds out, on the one hand, that Shaul is dead, which means that the, the Nevuah of Shul Anavi is about to come true to me, the Melech. But on the other hand, there had been a tremendous Chil Hashem, that Klai Shaul was defeated. There had been a tremendous amount of Yidin that had been killed. And the Melech Yisrael and his best friend were killed. So it's a very emotional moment for David. And we'll see that David responds in the way that a Melech should respond. We see that David, the heart of David, he felt for Kali Yisrael, and that's really what he was most concerned with, with the covet of Kali Yisrael, the covet of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the covet of the Melech, and, and really his personal reactions is really the last thing we hear about. Vayachazek David b'vigadov, vayikre'en. David takes his begadim and he rips them. V'gam kol hanashem sharita, and everyone rips their begadim. Vayispedu, vayivku, vayitzumu, vay. They cried, they fasted Ad Ha'arav until the evening. Al Shol, Val Yonis and Benoi, Val Am Hashem, Val Beis Yisrael Kinofel B'Charav. Four different things they were masked and cried about. There's four different sorrows. Shol, the Melech, the Bechir Hashem, the Mashiach Hashem. That's, that's that in of itself. Al Yonisin, so the Gemara says. So what's Al Yonisin? Yonisin, he was the Av Bezdin. It's a sorrow of Neatzmai. Val Am Hashem, Am Hashem refers to the Chil Hashem, that the Am Hashem was, was defeated in battles, tremendous Chil Hashem. Val Beis Yisrael, Kinofel B'charev, and all the personal tragedy of all, tragedy of all the Yidin who died. Chazal say that we notice over here, it says, Vayikra, Vayichazik Dovid, Begodov, Vayikra, and what's Begodov? You know, if you ever see someone rice his Korea, they don't have to rice many Begodim. So the Chazal learned from over here that, so first of all, we learn a lot of the Hilchas Kriya from over here. It says, he grabbed his begadim, and there's no achiz, a less than a tefach, so obviously 
he ripped a tefach, and we learned the halacha that a kriya has to be at least a tefach. But we learn also, nasiv avbezin v'shmuas haroes, that we rice kriya for a nasi, that's the leader of Klal Yisrael, for the avbezin that's nifter, and for the shmuas haroes, if you hear a bad news that happened to all of Klal Yisrael, all three things independently, mechayev kriya, mi nolan, so we enumerated each thing that was Mechaev Kriya, but God of there's numerous things that required Kriya. Shaul was the Nasi, he was the leader. Is it more than one Kriya? What? It was three, it sounds like three Begodim, or maybe four. Each one had to be its own. Sounds like a separate begot. Uh, and he says, the aim ad the Havakul, the Gemara says, maybe Amalei Rav Bashvul of Kahana, maybe Taka have to have all these things happen together. Mechayev Kriya, Amalei Al Al. Keep saying Al to be masked, saying that each sorrow on its own was Kedai to Rais Kriya. So David, his, his response is nothing about his personal gain, the personal benefit for him. Other Rabbi David sees the tremendous tragedy to call Yisrael, the tre- tremendous tragedy of losing. A God will be Yisrael. Shaul was a God will be Yisrael. We have to remember, he was the Bechir Hashem. With all the things that he did <coughs> that were questionable, whatever hate he did, but he was the Bechir Hashem. He was a tremendous tzaddik. And Yonison was tzaddik Yisrael. Tremendous tragedy for Kali Yisrael. Vayomer David al-Hanar ha-Magidloi eni ze'ata So he says, who are you that you you touch. Okay, he said, "I'm a lakey," but he wants to know where are you coming from. How do you, how do you think you can kill the Bechir Hashem? You Jew, you're a guy. What are you? ben ish So now he still changes the story a little bit. Some of them farshim say this is a lie. He he started noticing. He thought he's going to get big rewards, and he sees that David's not looking too happy. So he quickly wants to try to make himself to be a yid. He says, "I'm a ger, I'm a lakey. I'm a ger." Now, there's a lot of different re- ways to read this Pasuk. Was he the son of an Ish-Ger Amaleki? Or is he a Ger Amaleki who's the son of a Ger Amaleki? Or maybe he's the son of a fellow who was a Gar in Amalek, but not an actual Amaleki, but that doesn't mean Ger as he was a Yid. So various different ways to interpret this Pasuk. But either way, David's response is, V'yemrei of David, Eichlo Hashem. How could you have a chutzpah? To go and touch the Mashiach Hashem, you don't kill the king, it doesn't matter if he asks you to kill the king. Such a chutzpah, David calls over one of his men, He says, go and hit him. And his nar went, and he killed him on the spot. I love David, and David tells him that the reason you killed is because you, you, you yourself, yourself Misa. Because you were, you admitted that you killed the Mashiach Hashem, and therefore you Chayiv Misa. There's obviously a lot of problems with this, uh, with this Misa, this that David killed this Nar Malaki. So, first of all, you know, it's true that he was Maida, but Haidaz Baldin Kameh Edim does not help for Dine Nefashis. We know Adarab that uh, in Dine Nefashis we say, ain't other Mesa Matsumi Rasha. That only helps for Dine Mamanis. That's the first problem. 
Second problem is that Shoal told him to kill him, right? We know that Shoal definitely fell on his own sword, and Shoal was dying. Third problem is that where's the Bezdin? There's no Bezdin, there's no Adim, there's no Hasra. So how was David able to kill this fellow? So the Farshim will say that he was able to kill him. It was not a standard din of a Mises Bezdin, of Reitzeach. Obviously, this, he did not have that halach. It was a Hira Shah. Maybe it had to do with the Dini Hamalucha. David felt that at this point that he had been Nimshach Lamelech, and now that Shaul is no longer Melech, he already has the din of a Melech. And Mamela used his Kaycha Melech, but he felt it was extremely crucial for Klali's Shaul that people had to realize that this is totally unacceptable. That you think you can go, you know, assassinate one king, Latavas, a different king, it's a very, very dangerous concept, and Klaisol could have fallen into ter- terrible anarchy. And we'll see, as Hashem, in the next coming weeks, that this message didn't totally make it because other Hevra tried this again to kill one of David's enemies and think that David will be happy with it. So David wanted to send a very clear message that he had nothing to do with the Misa Shol. He wasn't happy about the Misa Shol. It's something that's never acceptable. And the Mela was a special Heirah Shah that he killed him. So the Mitchikitana says something interesting. He tells him, You said you killed the Mashiach Hashem. That's why you're being killed. What does David have to tell him that? So he says, Those that understand that this fellow is Doig, so Doig kills Shaul. And why was Shaul killed? So Chazal say that Shaul was killed, we said earlier it means the pangs of death, or maybe his, the sword was caught in his chain mail. But Chazal say something else. Chazal say that is the Medrash HaGadam, Yishim Avoyin HaKehanim Shehoreg, V'kosav Behen U'Kesoynis Tashbeitz. By the Kehanim we find the word of Kesoynis Tashbeitz. And over here, Echastani HaShavetz. The Hainu that Shoal appreciated that the reason he's dying is for the Avoyin of killing out Nevi HaKehanim. That that Avera was a terrible teller of Avera, and it's because of this Avera that he was dying. And he tells Doig that he needs to be killed. And David is now turning to Doig and saying that Shoal, by dying, so Shoal Takoi got a kapara from his death. As we know, that Shmuel assured David, and Shmuel, when he came back, when he was called up by the witch, so he assured Shoal that Mocher Ata Imi, you're going to be together with me. Imi Bechitzasi, Al Yidei, your Misa, you have a kapara for whatever Averis Shaul had done, but he got a full kapara, Al Yidei, his Misa, and he was Zaycha to be together with Shmuel Anovi and But David was telling Doig that you, Doig, you should know that you're dying, your Misa is not a kapara for your part in the killing out Nevi Your Misa is why your Misa is because you were Shalech Yab and Mishiach Hashem. You killed Shol. But for the Aveira of Nevi Akehanim, you did not get a Kapara. And we know Chazal and Parachelik tell us that Doeg is one of the people, one of the people who's not a Melech, Shein Lechelik Elam Abba. Could be, yeah. It's still, it's, it's, it's not the standard Dine Bez, and this is more together Hira Shah, Dine Hamalucha, to go and kill someone just based on something they said. So, we now turn, we're, we're only going to have a few minutes, we'll, we'll just start it, and we'll have to really go into this next week. David's kina that he says over Shah. And this kina, which is, although, you know, it, it, 
of things that stands out about Nevi'im Rishonim is the clear, easy-to-understand language, and Nevi'im Achreinim is more poetic, more, a little bit dif- more difficult to understand. This is, this, it's, it's a poetry, this kinah, and it's a little bit more difficult to understand, not terribly difficult. And we'll see some of the words here, very, very famous words, things that we see written on, you know, matzevas, things that people say about people in Ifta. These are one of the most famous kinahs in Kali Yisrael. And David now says the following kina over Shaul and Yonason. And he begins by pointing out the tremendous loss to Kal Yisrael. We're now going to have to teach Kal Yisrael, B'nai Yehuda, archery. Kal Yisrael lost their protection. Shaul was the great protector of Kal Yisrael. He makes Suval Sefer Yosher. What's Sefer Yosher? Sefer Yosher is Sefer Deiraisa, Birchus Yaakov. But we're now going to have to teach Kal Yisrael Kesher. It's Merum is already in the Birchus Yankiv. Rashi says, where it says, Yodcha Ba'irif Evecha, that your hand is on the neck of your enemy. Ezi Mulchoma, Shemachavim Ba'yodi, Kenegad Padachte. What type of battle takes place in your hand near your neck? Shemul Ayrif Havaymer is that Kesher. It's right when you pull back the, the bow. The others say it's written in the in the Sefer Ayasher, that Klal Yisrael would be protected, Klal Yisrael would win in battle, and now suddenly Klal Yisrael lost their great protection, and now Klal Yisrael is going to have to learn a whole new Mahalach. We know that Keshes could also mean, Chazal tell us, Becharbi Bekashti, that Yaakov took Shechem Becharbi Bekashti, Kashti could refer to Tefillah, Klal Yisrael is going to have to stop being spal for themselves, they lose the tremendous Chus of the Tzadik of Shol, the Chus of the Tzadik that was Megan on the door. And Kali Yisrael is now entering a whole new era. They don't have the protection, the security, the Gibar who was able to go and fight hand-to-hand. They're now going to have to learn a whole new method of protecting themselves, fighting with Akeshis. They're not going to be able to defeat necessarily in the hand-to-hand combat. So he introduces the concept, what he's going to be talking about by discussing what Kali Yisrael lost. And Kali Yisrael is entering a whole new era without the great Shoal there to protect them with his chus of Zidkis, with his bravery in battle. And we'll see you as Hashem the rest of the Kina next week. Shkech.